You're listening to the Aim to Win podcast. I'm Wade Thomas, and I believe that every one of you has a wealth of potential just waiting to come out. And I'm here to help you reach that potential. So now, here's the Aim to Win podcast. Welcome to the Aim to Win podcast. I'm Wade Thomas, and today I'm delighted to have Lexi Smith, founder of the PR Bar, Inc., where she teaches entrepreneurs and small business owners alike how to increase their influence, impact, and revenue with PR. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so as a good way to get started, what I always like to do is ask you to tell your story. Um, let everybody know what, you're, what you've done, what you're all about, and how you got to where you are. Yeah, I can do that. Somehow every time I tell my story, it comes out a little different. So we'll see what happens today. Um, born and raised in Portland, Oregon, so Pacific Northwest girl at heart, settled in Southern California. I live in Ventura. But um, career-wise, it all started when I went to undergrad at the U of O, Go Ducks, um, major shout out there. And I actually started my career simultaneously to attending my, my undergrad. So by the age of 18, I already started building out my real world client roster in the world of PR. So I had clients like Cabela's or Family Guy. Those are some of the bigger name ones that people usually catch on to. Um, Post-grad, I moved to Los Angeles where I worked for an in-house firm and most notably they were known for representing winning Shark Tank brands. And I was a long, for anyone who's on the show or who doesn't know what Shark Tank is, highly suggest it if you are an entrepreneur. I was a huge fan. So it was kind of fun to get my start in that show. Um, from there, I went in-house. So I went from agency to in-house, worked in a variety of different agencies or industries, excuse me, from hospitality to telecommunications to tech. And throughout all those experiences, I started to really nail down kind of what I like to do and what I'm good to do. I identified a market and then the PR bar was born. Obviously, there's details amongst that timeline but that's kind of the high level overview of what came before today okay so so you made that decision to, to sort of leave the the in-house kind of stuff and, and go out on your own how'd that feel yeah so i mean if you were to ask my parents there's no surprise that i've always been a risk taker and i've always liked to do my own thing and i've always known eventually i wanted to have my own company um i just didn't know what so was leaving a very nicely well-paid position the easiest thing I've ever done? No, um, but it's exciting. I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. I probably work way more than I ever have in my life, but I actually am less stressed. There's a, a sense of pride that I have in being able to control, being in control of quote unquote my own destiny as cheesy as that may sound being a business owner. So, you know, it, it had its challenges, of course, but overall it's, it's a change that I'm really happy I made. So talk about the challenges a little bit. What were they and, and how'd you get past them? Yeah. So I'd say one thing I didn't predict because I, I'll say that having represented and worked with entrepreneurs for my entire career, I was not unaware of some of the challenges that they faced. So I knew going into it, some of the basic challenges, meaning, you know, capital, the things that most everyone talks about. What I did not anticipate was the lack of education in the world of PR. 
and how much I would have to educate people, not only on PR, but what I do. What I do is very different, and I didn't understand there'd be such a barrier to entry, so to say. So I've been, that's kind of been one of my largest challenges is figuring out how to educate the marketplace on what I do, what is PR, why it's important. And then furthermore, people are very used to the traditional agency style, you know, retainer. What I do is different and people aren't used to it. And so I've had to find interesting ways to market that educate that my sales process has been a challenge. My funnel has been a challenge. So just kind of maneuvering that for me has been one challenge that I didn't necessarily anticipate up front. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I see it a lot in my space as well with the pace of change and how things are done is going so fast that, you know, an entrepreneur or small business owner isn't going to be able to keep up with all these other things that aren't really in our core business. So talk a little bit more you know, first of all, how, what you do differently? What is different than the traditional agency model? Yeah, so I think, you know, a traditional agency model is anytime you're outsourcing all of that efforts to a firm. Mm -hmm. And just for those who have not ever looked into what it, what is involved with hiring a PR agency specifically, you know, you're, you can think about an average 5,000 retainer for three to six to 12 months. So it's a very large capital investment it's great. I'm pro firm. I'm not anti firm. I have a whole list of firm referrals that I give out quite frequently, but that's just not realistic for every single business owner at every stage of business, especially early on when there's issues with capital, for example. Um, then there's this whole online course world, which has been really blowing up in the past, I'd say five years or so. And to me, online courses are great. For some people, they've never resonated with me. So I tried to kind of fill in the middle middle option. And that's where the PR bar comes into play. I have a very one-on-one -on -one teammate style program approach to PR where I help entrepreneurs learn to do it themselves. Um, but I'm way more hands-on than, than a course and I'm way less expensive than a firm. So it's kind of that middle market alternative. It's not great for everyone, but it does resonate and does work with a really motivated personality type and a certain type of entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it does hit that, that middle ground and you're right. A lot of, especially early stage entrepreneurs, you know, it's hard to afford a PR agency and, um, and right. You know, the courses do work for people, but not for everybody. And so it's a good, it's a good add on, I think, but, but it is different. You know, how do you, um, how do you market that? How do you get the word out and, and really educate people as to what you do? Yeah. So that's where the challenge part comes in because I didn't realize how unique of an offering it was until I started trying to pitch it. Um, so kind of the way I go about it is first and foremost, I'm on this mission to educate or re-educate the marketplace on what PR is because people don't fully understand what it is. So once they get what public relations truly entails, then I start educating them on the different options and that's where my option is presented. So you can hire a firm. If you want to hire a firm, this is how you do it. You can completely DIY, Google's free. You can take a course, here are some great courses, um, or you can work with someone like me. Here's what I do, here's how I'm different. So I haven't, you know, if you speak to me in three years, I'm sure I'll have it nailed down a lot more and it'll be a much more 
prettily packaged, probably more well-known style of doing business. But for right now, it truly is an education process. And for me, I'm learning, I'm learning every month, every new pitch I do, I'm refining it. So yeah, I, I would suggest to you that in three years, um, when you do hit that point where you have a button down, it'll be entirely different. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be, I, I, I know that one-on-one -on -one programming, um, if I one day hope to scale, I need to make some program changes. But for right now in my life, I love what I'm offering. I'm really making a huge impact with every single person I work with. So for now, it works great. So, so what is PR for the average uh, entrepreneur? What does yeah, that look like? Yeah, so traditionally, um, there's two things that I've noticed people think of as PR. They either think high-level corporate crisis communications or they think magazines, TV shows. That's part of it. But I break PR down into encompassing what I call six different types of relations. So there's client relations, media relations, industry relations, community relations, investor relations, and public relations. Those are the six different types of relations that fall under the umbrella of PR. So those words basically refer to a brand or a company or a person's relationship with that target audience. So there's PR that goes into client relations. There's PR that goes into investor relations. There's PR that goes into media relations. So when you break it down that way, then it becomes easier to understand that really every business needs PR. It's just a matter of what type and what type to focus on when. So at the beginning of your business, you might be focusing on industry and community relations a year down the line, now maybe it's time to talk about media relations, which is what more people traditionally think of. So letting people understand that it's a lot more than just being seen in magazines, that's kind of the first step to understanding what PR can do for your business and why it's important. Yeah. Where do you see, um, where do you see PR headed? I mean, so where's it been, first of all, you know, and where is it now, and then where is it headed? Yeah, great question. So it is... I mean, it has changed so much even in the last five years. So has everything online marketing, right? I'd say the largest thing that I have seen and the industry has seen is it's continuing to become integrated with marketing departments and marketing ch channels. Um, PR 10 years ago was a lot more formal. Let's even go 20 years ago, you know, press release, media, very regimented. Now, for example, in my last company, I was the VP of PR and marketing. It was a very integrated approach, you know, because the two coexist together. So that's kind of where it's now. We're, we're figuring out how to integrate traditional PR with more online and digital marketing techniques. And I think it's just going to continue that way. It's going to be a profession where we're continuously figuring out how to storytell and build relationships with how our world is developing online and beyond. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, it does make sense. You, know, <laughs> you see a lot more integration and you know, it really is kind of the, the ecosystem, right? And, and getting your message out there. Yeah. Um, you see, um, you see it changing going forward. You see the avenues of PR changing or the, uh, the approaches. Yeah, they've been changing. I mean, 
it's funny because I quote unquote am a P in the PR expert field, whatever you want to call that. That being said, I'm learning each and every day. I'm continuously educating myself on the latest and the greatest because our platforms are changing. The way in which we communicate as a society is changing. So PR has to change with it. And if it can, try to be at the forefront of such. I will say, traditionally, um, we've seen a trend where media is becoming more and more paid not entirely, but there's more paid media avenues because with the rise of influencers, for example, and blogs, media companies, traditional media companies, let's say the New York Times, have had a loss of revenue. So they're having to come up with new ways to generate revenue. So I think we'll continue to see more paid integrations, more um, PR, I think, will really start to integrate and focus a lot on brand collaborations. Um, and using that to tell stories, um, press releases, which is a common or news releases, which is a very commonly a common tactic to be referred with the industry. They're not dead. They're just changing in purpose. I think they are, we'll see, we'll see five years from now, but they're still very much alive in certain niches. So with government and with um, kind of publicly traded companies. However, as the media grows in age, gener generationally, I think we'll see the, the press release change as well. Um, so it's interesting. I don't, I don't have a future magic eight ball, but from, you know, I think the moves we're, we're starting right now is just gonna continue to amplify. And we'll see five years from now. I'm, I can't wait to see. Yeah, so say more about the brand collaboration. How does that work? Or how's that changing? Yeah. So, I mean, right, a, a brand collaboration is when a brand collaborates with another brand or a company um, to reach a common goal. So typically in PR, PR brand collaboration would be two brands collaborating to reach each other's audiences. So the PR bar, for example, I do a ton of brand collaborations. I collaborate with, I know Emily Merrill was on your show she's six degree society i as a brand collaborated with her her audience received free insight and educational resources from me i as a brand was receiving access to emily's audience so it was a mutual exchange of goods we didn't do any monetary exchange it was an exchange of audience and so i think just the concept of banding and empowering together to reach more people we'll continue to see PR professionals in the industry focusing on initiatives like that. Yeah, I think there, there seems to be a lot of that. and there's a, there's a lot of power in that because you're really expanding your reach, I think. Exactly, yeah. So kind of moving downstream a little bit, you know, a, a small business owner is just getting started. You know, they're, they're kind of, uh, maybe they've made that decision to move it from side hustle to full time, but it's certainly an early stage. What do you recommend from a PR standpoint they should start with? Yeah, great question. So one of the things that I offer people and I spend a lot of my days doing what I call free diagnostic strategy calls. And what happens on these calls is business owners come to me to see if they need PR or not. And basically what I say is I first ask them, what are your goals? So sometimes it's audience based, sometimes it's revenue based. And how quickly are you trying to achieve that? 
based on those two answers, I usually try to point them in the direction of maybe actually, so if it's a product-based business, they want to reach 5K in revenue by next month, you know what, advertising might be the right route for you because PR is a longer play. So I think first step is to get very clear on your objectives and the time frame in which you want to achieve them and what you have access to, whether that be, do you have access to capital? Do you have access to time? So first, picking a direction. Now, if that direction is PR, where do you start? You start with making sure you're set up to convert. So your website, for example, because if you get this influx of traffic or audience, what good is that going to do if when they hit your website, they don't convert? So understanding that we're being set up to convert is probably the most important thing to start with. And then secondary is getting your necessary quote unquote press assets in place. So getting ready to go out to the press. So getting your bios in order, your headshots in order, um, media kits, that kind of stuff. So those are the first two things you need to do before you hit the ground running. So if you get a feature in Forbes and you haven't done the groundwork, then it's probably not going to do move the needle. Right? Yeah. You, you, so you start with the idea of success, right? So what happens, you know, if you are successful at PR, you better be ready to deliver. Exactly. And convert them or what's the good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not PR for PR's sake. Yeah. You know, and I think that message gets lost. You know, I see it a lot with, um, early stage entrepreneurs because they're getting everything thrown at them and they're told they need PR. They're told they need social. They're told they need marketing and they don't really get the why of it. And so they just go out and do it. And so, you know, I love that you're really kind of getting, you're starting with the why, you know, the yeah. whole purpose of this is convert. Yeah. And you know, on my sales pitch, one of the things I explain to people, I say, there's really two types of PR. There's PR that's kind of fluff and for ego. And then there's PR that converts and the PR that's fluff and ego is PR that hasn't thought of that why. It's just logo chasing, fame chasing, which is fine. Yeah. But PR that converts, you go at it a very different way because you understand the point of PR is to drive revenue or whatever goal you have. So there is a, a difference. And mind you, there's some logos that show up in that PR that converts side. But it's just a different mind, mindset. Yeah, that, I love PR that converts. I mean, that's, that's such a nice tagline. The um, you so many times, you know, you, you see um, ego-based PR and ego-based marketing even, you know, where a lot of it's just really driven on how many followers can you get. And if right. you don't have any idea what you're going to do with those followers that leads to revenue, then, you know, it's kind of wasted energy. And, yeah. You know, and What's the wasted resources. Then the point, if you're not thinking of revenue, then you're, you're thinking of your ego, which is fine. You know, no hate, but... <laughs> From a business perspective, you know, that's probably not the best, best way to go about it. Yeah. I mean, if your ego is a hobby and it's important to you for self-care and you're willing to spend money on it, then, you know. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's no issue with it. But, um, but you really should, you know, if you do want to make money for your business, you really should have that path laid out. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so when you bring on clients, I mean, how many... What stage do you find they're at? Are they at the, um, they have no idea what's going on? Are they, have they been doing PR that's not really tied back to the, you know, to the success path or where do you see them? Yeah. You know, honestly, I see them in a variety of, a variety of stages, which is interesting. Um, and 
more than a stage of business. What I'm starting to realize that it's more a stage of mindset. So I have people that come to me pre-launch. I have people that come to me post-launch within their first couple of years. Um, and then I have, I have a couple of clients who are five years in and the commonality that they share is just this fed up attitude with there's so much out there. I'm ready to just move the needle. I'm motivated to do what it takes to push forward and whatever stage they come to me in, meaning they could not understand what PR is, or they think they can understand what PR is. That definition 100% of the time gets redefined by the time we're done working together because they start thinking about it in that those six relations that I mentioned earlier, and that it's a, a bigger thing than what, you know, they initially thought, which is usually landed in an article. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just a lot of, like you said at the very beginning, a lack of education in the, yep. you know, <clears throat> in the space really. So um, are there a lot of uh, people that do what you do or do you find you're, you're kind of playing in a space by yourself? Yeah. Well, I'm the only me. No. Um, there, there are people that teach PR. Um, I, before I launched the PR bar, I did a ton of research on that because I had an idea. I'm like, is this a thing? Um, and there are some players, it's not very crowded and we all do things a little differently. Um, I haven't seen anyone doing exactly what I'm doing in the format that I'm doing at all. So that's cool. Knock on wood. But if they do, then that just is kind of proof of concept in a way. Right. So yep. there are, there are people who are, if you say broadly teaching people how to do their own PR. Yes. But not as much as business coaches, for example. That's, I'd say, a more cluttered space than yep. PR. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it is interesting because one of the things that, that I often talk about with you know, people that are thinking about starting their own business is you want proof of concept. Yeah. So you shouldn't be afraid of a lot of people in your space. Now, right. choosing to do something different to differentiate yourself, you know, is really kind of where, you know, you can really have an impact. But yeah, you, you want, you don't want to prove your own concept Well, and that's, at, a broader, at a broader state, right? Yeah, no, you're right. And that's where my challenge has actually been. I think I'd be having a lot easier time if there were more players in my space. Yeah. And for a while, you know, I had the doubt of, well, shoot, if no one else is really doing this, is there a need or a market want for it? I'm that's at right. a point where I've had enough clients that I know there is, but it's a barrier to entry because it's, it's not a widely known thing yet yet keyword yet <laughs> yeah what you're doing is you know Correct. but the overall space you're in is a proven concept yeah you know, doing is, uh, yeah yeah i mean you you want to pioneer in how you deliver but not necessarily in what you deliver yes right like you're delivering you know a solution that courses will deliver or that a pr agency will deliver however you have some advantages you know you have some advantages and some you know, and how you deliver it and, and yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. But the results exactly. are, are the same. It's just your bit way maybe better at getting people to those results quicker and more yeah. effectively. Yeah. PR is proven. Um, so that, that I know. Now I'm just helping people get there in a different way. That's right. In, in a different way and in a way that you believe is, is more effective and indeed is for, you know, the clients you've seen, right? Yeah, exactly. I like to think so. <laughs> Um, you have some really good success stories there, or is it still kind of early? I do have some really great success stories. Um, 
It is the PR bar brand itself is still new. It's still early. Um, that being said, the people I work with are badasses. They're really, really motivated. They want to hit the ground running. You know, part of my vetting process is making sure I only work with people like that and really story driven people. So because of that, you know, when we add that and you know what I add to the mix, then it's it's uh, caused for some pretty cool, cool results thus far. And I can't wait to see what's, what's to come. Even I have, you know, probably like seven people that just launched my program last month, month. So three months from now, I'm really excited to see where they're at. So it's, it's ever evolving. Yeah. I mean, you're really, you're really with your model are so engaged in their success in a, in a very intimate way. So. I am very, very, very attached to their outcome, which, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I need to, delineate a little bit more but for anyone who knows me that's very much what makes me me and that's why I've had so much success in my career thus far is I really really care and get invested in the success of everyone I work with yeah you know that's I mean that's something I encourage you know all entrepreneurs especially people in the service space is um is really to take that ownership of the success now you say delineate and um you know but you really can't run away from being you that's the right. advice to everybody, right? And, and so as you scale, you know, the tendency is to say, you know, well, I can't be as invested in success because I got to get bigger and there's only one me. But really what, you know, I encourage all, you know, entrepreneurs are getting ready to move into that scaling process is don't lose that. Just figure out how can you be as invested in a success at a much higher volume? You know, there's ways to do it. You know, I mean, I see people are running um, eight, nine figure businesses 10 figure businesses that still have that, that connection is do it differently. Yeah. That's the secret sauce. So yep. maybe, maybe I'll get there, but yeah, that's the challenge. And that's why my program is one-on-one -on -one to date. Cause I haven't figured out how to be me yet. I'm, I mean, I will be launching a group pro program very soon. That's not public knowledge as of yet, but yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah. But uh, today I, I've done the one-on-one -on -one route because I, I feel like that's where the most results happen. But I have been working hard on being able to open that up to a larger platform so I can help more people because there's only one of me. So group programs obviously are necessary in scaling. Yeah. Very similar to, uh, to my journey, you know, is, uh, the one-on-one -on -one is, is kind of where you start and it ha always has the biggest impact and always will. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, is, your reach is limited because people either can't afford one-on-one -on -one or you just, there's only so much one-on-one -on -one you can do. Right. But people can also benefit in a group setting. You know, yeah. It may not be as much as one-on-one, -on -one, but it's more cost effective and it will still you know, deliver results. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that's an example of how you scale without losing that interest in, you know, helping people succeed. Absolutely. Good stuff. So what's the, so if you're, you know, if you're talking to my audience and you are, uh, what's the one thing they should be doing today from a PR standpoint? The first thing you do the first week in my program is we get very crystal clear on your objectives. And I say the more quantifiable, the better. So put a number to it. Um, how much do you want to increase sales and in what time period? How much do you want to grow your audience? If you, it's an audience-based number, why is that tying back to revenue? So, um, that actually, I know that's the foundation of a lot of different things, but that's the first thing you can do with PR. From there, um, 
I say get clear on what relations or what types of PR you should be focusing on. So of those six things I mentioned, what plan impact on you achieving that objective? So here's an example. Let's say I am a product-based business and my goal is to get 10K of sales next month. What PR can have an effect on that? Well, I would say um, clients in terms of referrals. I would say industry relations. Um, I would say community. I would say media. So now I understand what type of PR. So this is almost the stuff you need to do before you get to your daily grind. Once you have that clear, then do something every day that impacts one of those relations. So if it's community, show up in the communities. Um, if it's media, work on building media relations. What you do every day is very dependent on what you're trying to achieve. So if you want to get specific into one of those avenues of PR, I can give more, more specifics, but that's more of a general yeah. thing. So it's kind of the idea of you want to start where you want to end up. Yep. Right. You know, and, uh, and that's the thing is so many times our efforts, we just do things to do things. And you know, it's kind of like driving a car. If you just drive off in a random direction, you're probably not going to get where you want to go. So, right. Yep. And I love that. It kind of ties into, you know, start with the results. Yeah. And I'll say this too. PR is focused a lot on relationship building, um, fundamentally. So on a day to day basis, pay attention to the relationships and your interactions with everyone um, from your clients to your coworkers, to the media, to, to everyone. Be, be a good person. <laughs> take, take care of relationships in your life. Yeah. Well, and you know, like it or not, if you run a business, if you own a business, you are always on stage. Yeah. You, you yeah. Know, what you do or what you post or what you tweet is part of your brand. And uh, so be, you know, very cognizant of that. So, Could it well, good, stuff. good stuff. I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to be with us today. Yeah. Um, let me give a quick, very specific media free PR tip for your listeners. Oh, absolutely. We love that. PR 101. So if you are looking to get press specifically and you're looking for some place to start yourself, go to a website called helpareporter.com. Um, the acronym spells H-A-R-O. It's free to sign up. You can sign up as a source. And what it'll do is three times a day to your inbox, it will deliver something called a query. And it's journalists who are actively searching for sources. So a lot of them won't be relevant to you, but you might see come into your inbox, journalists looking for expert in health and wellness. It then tells you very specifically how to get in contact with that reporter. So that's a very PR 101 free resource that I always point people to as a place to start. That's excellent. And it's, it's a very, you know, your, yours is free and also Harrow is free. So it's really nice. Yep. Very, very good thing. And uh, that's a tip that they can go and do today. Yes. Helpreporter.com. Sound like a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we'll, we'll link that up. And also um, your uh, website as well into our show notes. Thank you. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and dealing with my rambling. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good stuff. <laughs>